Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 2. There's a pretty simple reason why fishermen get up at the crack of dawn. That's when the fish get up. But even when I'm not going fishing, I like to drive across the city that early in the morning when there's no one else around. You can really feel the silence. You want to know what else MacGyver can feel? What? The beer bottle that he's about to drive over. Can he, feel, can he feel that already? He, maybe. He hasn't gotten there yet, but he might be able to feel it eventually. Is he like the princess and the pea, but only it's the princess and the beer bottle in the future? The MacGyver and the bottle? I can feel when there's a bottle in my future. Yes. At 8 a.m., I know when there's going to be a bottle in my future, and that's 8.05 a.m. From 8 a.m. to 8.05 a.m., so there's a five-minute window that you just know that that's yeah. going to be there? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> Most Definitely. I don't know when that when the bottle's going to be there for me. It's going to be a bottle with a rubber nipple. Um, welcome to Mullets and Memories, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. This is episode 36 of Mullets and Memories. Today, Greg and I are going to talk about a doozy of an episode. Season 2, episode 14, Birthday. This one kicked some ass. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I mean, it... We'll talk about it more near the end, but this is, uh, I mean, this this is one of the best, in my opinion. This was, this ha- is the highlight so far. What I love the most, I think, about it, and we'll talk about it more, was it really utilized that single location, because it was pretty much a single location for, I'd yeah. say, 35 of the 47 minutes. I think that's why I liked it so much. This, this, this felt like one of the early episodes in the sense that it was simpler. Yes. The plot wasn't outrageous. Yes. It was doable. Yeah. It was believable. It, 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 the, the villains felt like, um, they felt like the villains from uh, Three for the Road. Okay. Like, just like simple, simpler villains. Like they just had one motive and that was it. Like they were, they were dead set on that one motive. Like right. those three guys at the, in, in Three for the Road. And Mac wasn't caught up in doing something crazy like recovering a crashed satellite. Right. And making a hang glider out of the parts. You know, right. It was stuff that could happen. Right. Exactly. I, I thought. Exactly. And this, this problem sort of just like fell into him, into, into his, into his car. By accident, it into wasn't into his jeep. Into his jeep, Pete didn't call him to tell him that he had something. He had something for him, or he had a mission. Mac was oh, just, Mac was just going fishing. You know, that's the other thing. Pete wasn't in this episode at all. No, and I've started to notice that episodes where MacGyver is on his own, yes, tend to be tighter and better. I would agree with. I that. think, and then, but the other thing you were talking about his jeep. I yeah. really feel like this is. The, probably the first episode where the Jeep shines. Yes. The Jeep becomes its own character in this I, episode for sure. Like yes. Penny Parker had it a little bit in the last episode. That's the first time I think you really got a chance to see Mac and the Jeep because she crashed it. Yeah. And uh, he was all fussing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This time you really get to see Mac 
and the Jeep. I, the Jeep just took on a life of its own in this episode. Yeah. It was great. Let's it was get great. into let's, it. Let's jump into it. So as you guys heard in that opening bit, MacGyver um, got himself up early to go fishing. Um, I'm not sure where he was going uh, in California to go fishing. I don't know any popular fishing holes in the area, but he uh, had to stop at the gas station. Um, as he pulled into the gas station, he had to back his car up and he backed over a beer bottle and blew out his tire. I guess that can happen. I've never done that. It's a really well-placed beer bottle, though. Really strong, yeah. Well, he pulls in, but then backs up in the same position, so it have hit that beer up. Right. It's kind of weird how the bottle got there. Right. So it was just an oddly-placed beer bottle. And he walks up, so he pulls up to the gas pump and walks up to the gas station attendant and says, yeah, I'd like to put in 10 bucks. And I'm thinking, ah, ten bucks, nineteen eighty-seven. That would probably would have gotten would have like filled his tank twenty gallons, yeah, easily. Like, uh, I should have done so. I was actually thinking about that. I was hoping that we would see uh, a sign outside, like given the gas prices. And I was going to do some research to see what 80, I mean, eighty-seven I, gas prices would have been. But I would guess it's probably in the in the you know fifty-five cent, maybe seventy-five. Are you cent looking range. it up? I'm going to look at. All right, you look it up, up and we'll we'll I'll continue on with uh, with the rest. So so as that's happening, so he's putting gas in his car. We cut to. A woman whose name is Elaine, and she's pregnant. Um, she owns a halfway house with her husband, Andrew. Uh, Andrew um, is is an ex-convict. Yeah. So what she's doing is she's going through these files, and she pulls one out, and she kind of shoves it in a briefcase. And she kind of just sits in that office and waits. She, we don't know why she's waiting, but she's just sitting there, and she's waiting. And uh, her husband, Andrew, arrives, and he walks into the kitchen, and there's just like kind of a bunch of like thuggy-looking guys just like sitting around eating breakfast. And they're like, hey, uh, your wife... Uh She's been here all night. She won't leave. We we gotta uh, <laughs> you gotta go talk to her and see what's going on. So Andrew heads into the office and he goes in to see her. And this scene, the God, he is such a creep. This mm-hmm. scene made me so uncomfortable because he's clearly trying to comfort her because he knows that she's upset about something, but it's so forced. Just like the hand against the face, and he's like trying to pull her in for these kisses. Yeah, and he's he was to a like, skis ball. He's like, "Oh, it's okay, it's okay." And I, and I don't know if it was written that way, or maybe he just didn't want to act like that. But mm. I, it was like cringe-inducing. It was the most uncomfortable moment of the episode, and so, I'm glad that it rebounded. What do I'm, you got? I'm just going to jump here. So just going back to the gas prices, June 1987. I'll just pick the middle of the year, 1987. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gas prices were 92 cents a gallon. Okay, and they bounced between the high nineties and low eighties in, the, in, the, in that time frame. So, so we can imagine that he probably paid somewhere on the mid mid upper eighties. You think? Yeah, it, yeah, probably like eighty eight cents to so, ninety two cents a yeah, gallon. So yeah, so ten bucks, ten bucks would have gotten him probably close to maybe 10, 10, 10 and a half, eleven gallons. Yeah, I can't believe. I mean, when I when I first got my license in nineteen ninety six, nope, nineteen ninety eight, the those two years from ninety eight to two thousand, I remember the lowest I ever paid for gas was eighty nine cents. For the for the Supreme, yeah, wow, and it cost me like ten bucks, I think, almost exactly ten dollars to fill my tank. I had a, yeah, I had a small gas tank. I remember, yeah, it would cost me about ten to fifteen dollars to fill a tank. Yeah, those are the days. Crazy, man, I missed that. <laughs> now uh, the when gas prices were bad a couple of years ago, it was cost me about sixty dollars. That was was that the highest? I think I paid three seventy six. Yeah, was the highest I ever paid for gas. Um, now I'm paying somewhere around like the two twenty five area, which yeah. isn't terrible. That's but bad. anyway, yeah. so so Andrew goes in and uncomfortably tries to like comfort his wife and like rub her face and tell her things are going to be okay. And she eventually gets up and she's like, you know what? I know all about everything that you've been doing, and I know that you've been using me. 
But then we cut back to the gas station before she can explain why. And this scene has no place in this episode. It, it does nothing to further the, sh- the, the show. It does nothing to further the episode. I don't know why they put this in here, but I'm really glad they did. So he goes up to the gas station clerk and he was like, hey, you're never going to believe this, but someone left a beer bottle. And then the gas station attendant takes over and what ensues is some, some quite, quite a lot of hilarity. Hey, you're not going to believe this, but uh, somebody left a beer bottle out there. You're blaming me. Oh, no, no, no. I just wanted to buy an extra tire from you so I didn't have to use my spare. You think it's my fault because the bottle's out there? No, no, really. I just want to buy another. You know, that's what's wrong with the world today, man. Everybody's blaming everybody for everything. Hey, you know something? That spare will work just fine. I can read. <laughs> so all he wanted to do was buy a spare tire from the gas station so he wouldn't have to use the one on the back of his Jeep. And this guy just launches into that tirade. Well, when he first goes up before asking for 10 bucks, he's like, nice day, isn't it? And the guy's like, what's nice about it? <laughs> so he was already and Max just fired like, up. Okay. And leaves. So I don't know if like, I don't know why they wrote that in or what reasoning they had for it. I mean, it was great didn't serve the episode in any way but i thought it was great because it filled in the beginning so this this jumping back and forth what was her name elaine elaine between elaine elena no no, just elaine just elaine yeah jumping back and forth between elaine's situation and macgyver pumping gas they seem very unrelated right but this is all planting the the seeds in motion or whatever that doesn't make sense planting the seeds yeah, I to guess, grow yeah. into a beautiful MacGyver plant. It is. And that's exactly what it was. And it's just a great scene. And it was nice. It was a, it was a nice juxtaposition of like this humorous like MacGyver getting in a fight with a gas station clerk to mm-hmm. what's about to happen yeah. in this next scene. So it was kind of a nice... It was a nice juxtaposition of, of the two scenes together. So we go back to the halfway house. Elaine goes into the briefcase and she pulls out a file and she kind of like, she doesn't throw it to him, but she really shows it to him. And basically he's like, I know exactly what you've been doing. You've been forging documents. You've been faking drug tests. You've been forging and signing early parole papers to get all of these ex-convicts out of prison and into the halfway house so that you can start some sort of a crime syndicate out of the halfway house. Crazy. And you used me. This is Elaine talking to Andrew. She's like, you used me. To get what you wanted. And then you, you find out that she's the one that got his parole pushed up, got right. him released early, and got him, like, got all the money because he's a convict. He couldn't get any loans or do anything. Right. She made the ha- halfway house happen because it was her idea. And this was all part of, like, his grand and, plan. Right. To do so this. she wanted to do this. He's starting to use her. And that it's funny to mention that when he shows up at the house, um, just before the scene started, he walks through the kitchen, and there are like these thuggish-looking guys yeah, in there. Yeah, I'm like, they they seemed really out of place, right? But, right. So yeah, so it was it was a halfway house to like rehabilitate ex cons. But what Andrew was doing, like we said, was he was trying to build this like little like crime syndicate right. within the halfway house by forging all these documents. And so Andrew's like, listen, you can't be called upon to testify against me in in a court. Like you can't. Like it's it's against the law. And she's you, like, oh, you're not going to need because to- because they're married right because we're married you can't testify like they can't call upon you to testify and she's like oh they're not going to need to call upon me she's like i will voluntarily yeah go in and rat you out like i don't and i don't care if it brings me down too i'm bringing you down (laughs) which was awesome and then this sort of stuck out with me because this is like a really strong i mean i don't know if it was the first time we've seen it but definitely one of the most memorable like a very strong female character yeah she was the first female character 
um, who I guess you could say was a co-lead. I would say so. Like yeah. MacGyver's counterpart, who wasn't like, eh, I guess that's the word, like, eh. Yeah. Like Penny Parker, eh. Yeah. And then the girl, um, oh, who are we thinking about? Like, um... Like the 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 beginning of this season too, uh, um, uh, oh, Ludnum, Ludlum, yes, Jill, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like she was like, meh, yeah, like forced. This she was real. This woman was real. Well, she, that's exactly what it was. She just she played it so real, and she was. It was just such a very. It was a very effective. But she played it. She played it subtly and very effectively as this as this character. So so she puts the papers back into her briefcase and she starts to go. And Andrew tries to stab her with a letter opener. I know he's like, I can't let you. I can't let you leave with those. Holy! And he pulls out a letter opener. And she's like, What? Yeah. Tries to stab her pre- his pregnant wife. I'm thinking, what is he gonna do though? Like right. kill her there? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So- but also, and you know, why did she tell him any of this stuff? Why not just leave? Right, why didn't she just like just be like, yeah, okay, I got to go and then do what she had to do right. elsewhere. No one would have known if she had just come into the house, taken the papers, left. Right. No Those guys in the kitchen would have been just looked at me like, "Oh, I see you later, Elaine." And no one would have thought anything about it. Right. But she had to wait so that she could explain the whole thing to him. Jeez. So, she knocks the letter opener out of his hand. And he bends over to pick it up, and she just drills him over the back of the head. It looked like a bookend. Yeah, it looked like, like a, a like a marble bookend or a piece of wood that you know that was on uh, like a countertop nearby. Yeah, yeah. Clobbers him, <clears throat> knocks him unconscious, and drills him to the ground. Amazing. And then she takes off running, realizes she forgets the car keys, and then just barrels as you know her pre- as fast as her pregnant little <laughs> legs can take her. I know. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, as somebody, you know. She was running really fast down that road, and as yeah. a as as someone who has seen uh, twice now um, a, a pregnancy in in later stages, I mean, she was very close to having this child. There's no way she would have been able to barrel. She down the also road that didn't fast. look that big. She did not no. for almost thirty, probably thirty seven, thirty eight weeks along. Yeah, because she's about to have this child. Uh huh. Nah, she was running way too pregnant. fast. So yeah, she runs and barrels down the road. As fast as she can. Going back to her knocking out her husband, this is the first in this episode, and I think in an episode coming up, perhaps uh, this coming Tuesday, yes. um, where the amount of people getting knocked out in very simple ways is skyrocketing. I know, yes. <laughs> yes. Like, how, how easy it is to knock out somebody cold in MacGyver land. This happens, I think, way more, uh, a lot more in the next episode. Yeah. In, in, in an, I, yeah. I think there's a good two more coming up in this one. Yes. So there's her knocking out her husband but yeah we'll talk about some of these and they're like knockouts. Hi- they're like hidden knockouts too like they're just they're like just like fists come out of nowhere Doosh. and just knock them out yeah. so so we cut back to macgyver and he's about to finish putting the spare tire on and as he as he finishes doing what he's doing elaine jumps into the passenger seat and she's like i need your help i need you to help me i don't know what to do my husband and she's just starts like prattling on very quickly like macgyver can't understand what she's saying he she finally gets her calm down enough that she explains what's happening and he semi reluctantly lets her come with him. Well, no, because the, the car screams up behind them. Is is was it before they left? Did they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a I had a sense in my like because she comes away. running up to the gas station and Max kind of finishing up. She's like, help, 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 help. And oh, okay. he's like, what's going on? My husband's trying to kill me. And then, oh, what are you talking about? And then, like, the car drives by. One of the black cars drives by. That's right. They scream. She's like, those guys. And he's like, oh. So, yeah. So then they get in and they just peel away. Now, this was a nitpicky piece on me. However, 
I have to mention it because I noticed it immediately. So he goes to the gas station attendant and asks to buy a spare so he doesn't have to use a spare. Yeah. Gas station attendant flips out. He's like, you know what? My spare will work just fine. He assumingly puts his spare on, drives away. The spare is still on the back of the Jeep. Right. If that was me, <laughs> I would have thrown that just in the back of the Jeep and not bolted it back on. Right. So right. the spare is still on the back of the Jeep when he drives away. Nit- right. Nitpicky, but it, I just I had to <laughs> I had to mention it. Sure. So as they're driving away, she's MacGyver asks her a question. He's like, "Hey, what? So why is your husband trying to kill you?" And now this is the first moment when she says this line. I was like, "Wow, she's like this is funny. Like we're gonna have some good pieces here." So she goes, "Oh, we wanted a son. And I'm having a girl. So can we step on it, please?" <laughs> <laughs> that I actually get a good chuckle for a couple seconds off of that one. Yeah, it was delivered just, so fast. The timing was perfect, and she just had that. She has another one coming up here, and we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute because this is it comes up in the very next scene. So, MacGyver pulls off the road into an abandoned boatyard, <laughs> yeah. and he blocks the entrance with a hollowed out boat hull. Well, they only do that because they realize that they're um, that they think that he. Yeah, they pull up, he stops, he doesn't know where to go, and then they're being the the other car is right behind them. Mind you, this the people that are chasing them are driving with a gun out the window. Right. When they'd left the gas station, like they drove through the gas station and the guy's like got a gun out the window, like he's riding a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Po- yeah pointing yeah. it up in the air, but it's <laughs> not anyway. Um Yeah, so then he 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 drags a boat that's sitting there yeah. across the road. It's like a hollowed this. like a hollowed out boat hull. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it was, but it was light enough for him to move on a trailer. Yeah. And so he blocks the entrance so no one can get in. The guys these guys don't have any time to react, so they pull in and immediately before they can hit the brakes just like plow. They drive into the boat. Right into the right into the hull. That's <laughs> that was awesome. They like the car goes halfway into this boat hull and the yeah. guys get stuck in there because they can't open the door. Right, 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 right. And I'm thinking there's a, a, a camera cuts and you're inside the boat hull and you see all the broken fiberglass and I'm thinking imagine them breathing all that crap in. Oh, the like, fiberglass oh, and all that. Awful. Oh, yeah, absolutely, awful. absolutely. So, so they try to they so MacGyver and Elaine attempt to they kind of try to go out the other way, but then they realize that there's another like, assuming another like boat hull like another boat hull block. There's their a way. brick wall covered in stuff. There's a brick wall they can't go. Through. Is that what it was? was yeah. It, oh, it looked like a boat hull. I don't know. No, maybe I'm an idiot. Yeah, probably, probably am. So. They're blocked, and there's no way they can get in or out of this of this abandoned boatyard. Yeah, because there's a car stuck in a boat <laughs> behind them, <laughs> and there's a brick wall in front of them. And MacGyver's like, "Well, I guess we got to go inside." Yeah, so that's exactly what he does. They drive inside the factory. He locks the doors behind him, and then what he does is there's like a um, it's like a shallow channel. There's like a, a, a it's like where they would load boats in and out of the. Of the of the yeah, the warehouse. Like, so it's this gigantic old factory, this big empty factory, no machinery in it, like it's abandoned kind of. And there's this pit in the floor that's probably like ten feet wide and like a hundred feet long. Yeah, and I guess for machinery or something. Yeah, but there's like this portable platform that's bridging the gap that they. He looks like they can drive over it to get across. Right, and it's about the, probably about five feet deep. You think? Yeah, it's because it super doesn't deep. fully engulf the the jeep. So he yeah. So Greg just says there's like a board. Or a platform laying across this gap, so he's obviously assumes well, we'll just drive right over it. He gets right to the middle, and it the board just snaps, and the jeep falls right in, and they get stuck like perfectly. Like They're, the jeep neatly fits in this channel, yeah. Like funk bumper to bumper, it's stuck. Right, and so the jeep is now perpendicular to the path of this channel, and so mm-hmm. there's no way he can't pull forward. He can't go backwards. He's literally just stuck. And so Elaine has this other line, and she goes, "Oh, when they talk about women drivers." 
oh i'm sorry and he's like oh <laughs> it's just it's just it was great it's just this her deliveries are amazing right she's so good i can't like, get over that so this is fun like this is where I start giving Mac even more points because in the last episode he was all pissed off that Penny Parker rear-ended somebody or right. or backed up into somebody, and here Mac's like driving his jeep really hard, yeah, and he gets it stuck in the in this channel, this trough in the ground, <laughs> completely. I'm like, oh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it was great. So MacGyver and Elaine move out. They get out of the car and they start moving on foot, trying to find somewhere that they're going to need to go. Um, these two guys that are chasing them, their names are Eric and Carl. By oh, the way, Carl. 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 <laughs> God. So <clears throat> they there's get- a dead human in the living room. Carl. Hey, hey, guys. Hey. I love that little tangent. <laughs> anyway, so Eric and Carl, they they do get into the warehouse and they start kind of moving after them and they're trying to find them. So Elaine explains to MacGyver as they're sort of in hiding that she and Andrew met in prison. They fell in love. Well, she was a social worker. Right. She, she wasn't in prison. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I should have clarified that. Elaine was a social worker working at the prison where she met Andrew, an ex-convict. They fell in love while she was working. They, so I'm just <laughs> going to say, she also mentioned that this happened two years ago. Yes. So they fell in love. She got him released early. They opened a halfway house, and now she's about to have his baby. So, that yeah, so it, at least nine months have passed, plus... The year before that for her releasing him. So I'm wondering if like they found a broom closet in prison or something. No, it's definitely a broom closet got, with a big like dirty slop sink in she it. She got pregnant while he was still in prison. Um, so she's like, they had this dream. Like MacGyver's, she's telling MacGyver, like Andrew had the same dream as I did. We wanted to set up this halfway house for ex-convicts. But, you know, as we said before, he used her mm-hmm. to set up this like crime lab, if you will. <laughs> crime, <laughs> crime lab. lab with Gilliam. Gil Grissom. Oh, maybe we'll do CSI. Anyway, never mind. Anyway, um, so Elaine has this contraction, and it's a pretty powerful one. And we we, we pulled the clip here because MacGyver doesn't know what to do, <laughs> so he <laughs> sort of yells at the child. MacGyver gets more <laughs> points for this too. <laughs> what? What's the matter? I don't suppose you know anything about delivering a baby. I didn't think so. I don't think right now is such a good time for that to be happening. <gasps> Tell that to this kid. Not now. <laughs> I love it. Uh, he, yeah, he totally gets points for that one too. MacGyver's the uh, the fetus whisperer. Not now. I said. I said no. Okay. <laughs> so I said no. So the men are getting a little bit closer and. Uh, he kind of puts Elaine off to the side, and he notices up above that there's a water pipe, and it's leak, it's dripping water. Um, very, so he kind of gets an idea. So as I think it's Eric. I don't know. I can never get these one guys of the straight. two. One of the two guys. He kind of comes around the corner, and MacGyver opens the water pipe and just shoots a really heavy blast of water. Like, at this him. time, I'm thinking, okay, is it a fire hose? Is it a fire pipe? Is it a is it like a heating pipe? Like so, is it steam? And he's going to scald this guy to death? Yeah. But now he opened. I don't know. He just like here's another. Okay, this is the second guy that gets knocked out incredibly easily. Yes, he, he fire hoses him and he blasts him across the flight like, off his feet into a wall. Right, and he gets knocked out. <laughs> yeah, unconscious. Done. So now Eric is unconscious, and then uh, he, uh, Carl shows up and MacGyver. Carl. Carl shows up and MacGyver uses Elaine as bait basically, mm. and she starts like talking to Carl about how it's not too late for him to to conform. Like he he can change his lifestyle, he can change his way of life. He doesn't have to do this. 
and MacGyver's up in the rafters, and he just, I don't know if he, does he swing down or just yeah, jump? Yeah, he swings down. He's like above him. And just drills him in the back with his feet. And, and knocks him knocks out. Knocks him out. So that's three. Two in, two in, the, in the last 30 seconds, and then Andrew with a freaking bookend. <laughs> so <laughs> then he ties them up, and he goes back to Elaine, who's like, um, so my water just broke. <laughs> yeah. What? Now? Um, and I think, did we pull this clip too? No. After? No, we didn't pull this clip. So she's like, yeah, um, well, my water just broke. And my first thought was, this is so bad. My first thought was like, there's no mess. <laughs> if, her, I know. if her water just broke, her dress isn't wet. I know. Like, there's nothing there. And again, I know it's TV and it's probably would have been like, it's probably primetime television. You're not going to show a woman's water breaking and you're just going to have to take her word for it on the show. <laughs> so. As this is happening and she's contracting, she starts talking about how she thinks she has to give up this child. Yeah. She's like, I, I, I don't want to have memories of Andrew. And she's really afraid that this baby is going to remind her of Andrew. Right. This actually started getting to some pretty heavy yeah. topics. Like She's seriously thinking that about giving up the child because... She thinks it's going to be evil, like it's like it's father. She actually, I think she uses that word, doesn't she? Say or, like, or bad or something. I think yeah. she uses the word evil really? to talk about this child. And I'm like, oh my god, you don't know, really? She's going to name it Damien? Seriously? So she's like, and MacGyver's like, listen. So the baby kicks, and MacGyver's like, well, maybe she, maybe this baby's trying to tell you something. Yeah, maybe, maybe she's trying to tell you. She's, she's counting on you, you know. Right. And so Elaine is like, you know, no one else. I have no one else to count on. I was the black sheep of my family. I was always alone. And MacGyver's like, you know what? You and this baby are in the same boat. You mm-hmm. guys are both going to be alone. And I'm like, oh my, why? Like, this is a, <laughs> a, like you said, it's such a heavy moment. Like, just plock. plock and it happens again them. later. Like, th- yes. th- this discussion comes up again later. In the Jeep, right? Right. Outside, when, out, when he's like burying her in the Jeep. <laughs> I know. We'll talk about <laughs> so, that. So yeah, and it's a really heavy scene, but I think in uh, with another actress, I don't know if it would have been effective, but she is so good. She sells this scene so so well mm-hmm. that you can't help but be like, "Oh wow, like you really f- I really was feeling sorry for her because she sold that scene and he and of course he did such a nice job like as that support for her right. cuz he just let her take that scene and go. Oh yeah, it was you know, great. It was awesome. It was again awesome. like this is the first like really strong female counterpart. Uh, absolutely, I think. absolutely. Um, so they come up with a way to, or, or he assumes that he he thinks he can come up with a way to get this jeep out of the channel. It's pretty clever. It is pretty clever. So he ties one end of the winch cable on the front of the jeep mm-hmm. to what was like not a piling yeah like a beam and yeah. I, a beam that was in that's a roof support the yeah. big beams in the middle yeah. of the factory so he ties it to one of the big beams uh, uh, like up on top of the channel and he starts to slowly pull the winch cable in effectively just rotating very slowly rotating the jeep basically drags the front of the jeep Perpendicular, he turns right. it like ninety degrees. Right. So now, so now, basically, what happens is now it's it's completely parallel with the thing, so he can drive right out of it. Right. So he puts two boards. Shockingly, he puts two boards at the end of the channel so that he can just drive right up and out of them. Right. Because at the end, at the end of this whole trough channel thing, there's a bunch of junk and it happens to be a whole bunch of boards big enough to make a ramp out of for him to drive his jeep out of. And right. so, and this was you know now I don't know if I would consider this a MacGyverism, but this was a this was sort of a botched MacGyverism because he gets halfway up, he gets the front tires up onto the top, 
and the boards give way and the back tires just are left sort of like dangling off the edge of mm-hmm. the channel so he sort of like guns it forward and back a couple times and eventually that doesn't really spend much time on it but he's able to finally just like gun it up and out so of the channel this is where i first realized that this is a a, a jeep commercial for the jeep wrangler because oh. of all the stuff he was doing with, with it like the the driving he was doing earlier like doing like skidding around stuff doing like dynamic turns and all kinds yeah. of shit and then like dropping the jeep into this trough winching it out driving it up like homemade ramps jeep's nothing but power and then using the four-wheel drive to like get it out of the ground it was amazing yeah it was it really yeah and i yeah and i think this i think the jeep wrangler was a big i mean maybe because of macgyver but i think the wrangler was a big item like yeah. it was a really hot commodity back in the late it 80s. looked it looks really tippy yes yes <laughs> and like he was they were doing some of those really fast turns and uh yeah it was it was uh Looking a little top heavy. Yeah, absolutely. So they find an exit, and I love this because he, as soon as he opens the door, Andrew pulls up in his sports car, and he's like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and he just throws the garage door door down, and he takes off in the other direction. Yeah, I love that scene. That's amazing. This was like perfect timing on Andrew's part. As soon as the door goes up, Andrew pulls up, and he's like, "MacGyver just does that like Three Stooges, but <laughs> and pulls the garage door but down." That's the other thing. Like these garage doors are big. They're they're much they're not standard garage doors. They're like warehouse garage doors. They're they're wider. They're probably twelve feet wide. Yeah, and they're really heavy. And it, this shows to Richard Dean Anderson's athleticism. Like yes. he jumps up and grabs these things and is like hanging off of them, and yeah. like the things fall down. It was it was really it well was, done. It was great. It was great. So he throws the door closed, and then Andrew kind of comes after them. Uh, MacGyver and Elaine drive into like a freight elevator, and they take it and they take it up to the second. <laughs> That's floor. what I thought's funny because yeah, w- what's his name follows them in and his G- in his um in the like his convertible Corvette his, or whatever his Camaro it is. Yeah. or whatever the hell car, yeah. yeah. And Max like I think he's got a car that's faster than ours, and they have a car chase through. The factory. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Like, high speed, like, really good stuff. It was so good. And then MacGyver sees an open freight elevator and drives in yep. and shuts the doors just as the husband pulls up in his car and the doors close. You know, they're the kind of big industrial doors where one comes from the bottom and one comes from the top. Yep. And it locks and he hits up. And he just... The machine slowly starting to lift him and the Jeep and everybody. Right. It's like... And the husband's like, shit! Yeah, and so by all rights, Andrew should be able to catch the stairs and get there before that freight elevator gets to the second floor. Right, you'd think. But for some reason, he disappears for a chunk of the next scene, and we don't see him for a while. Well, the, the stairs, he sees the stairs. I think the camera angle was inaccurate. Maybe. But the stairs were all the way across the other side of the warehouse, because he got back in his car and drove in the warehouse all the way to the other side of the building to get to the stairs. Oh, okay. So and maybe- as he's running there, he hears the guy, the two guys that MacGyver knocked out. Tied up in the other room. That's right. So he finds them and unties them first, That's and right. then okay. tells them to go look around. And he runs upstairs to try to catch up to them. Okay, so so MacGyver and Elaine get to the second floor, and he pulls out. I, I don't think it was the second floor. I think it was all it was, the way. Well, at the, it, was the, it must have been the roof because he pulls the, all the way at the top. However he, big this building yeah, was, yeah, because he pulls out onto the let like an outside ledge. Yeah, I think so this, I'm going to say this building was like four, three or four floors tall. That's that sounds about right. It seems so, feasible. Yeah, yeah, they went up there. He backed the jeep out of the of the the. Uh, freight elevator yeah and started driving around and then found a door that went outside onto like a mezzanine like a ledge yeah 
And so he, they're driving around and they're trying to figure out like how are we going to get off of this thing? And I think at one point he mentions just like driving off the edge. Yeah, and she's like, "You're not seriously thinking about that." He's like, "Well, well, you know." And so then they see this crane with um, just some straps dangling underneath. Yeah, it. like the bo- straps to move boats around with. Right. Yeah. What you would it's what you would use to pull a boat out of the water when you're like dr- when you're um, when you're going to winterize it. Yeah. You would you wrap it around the bottom of the boat and you pull it out. And so he's looking up at this thing and she's like, "You're not really thinking about it." And he's like, "Well, I'm thinking about it." Yeah. Might as well do that so he ties the straps underneath the jeep then uses the remote he gets in the car and he just sits there with the remote he lifts the jeep mm-hmm. he swings it out over the edge of the warehouse and then he starts lowering the jeep down right and i thought this was funny because it has a close-up of the straps getting getting tight around the jeep yeah yeah, and yeah. It like crushes the fenders yes <laughs> yes i saw that i noticed that it was awesome now i don't know why i found this so fascinating but it was um, that was amazing i don't know why i liked that scene it was so really much. well done i thought it was great i don't know what kind of camera work they were doing for that scene but it really like it, it looked like it might have actually been them like there didn't look like to be any green screens no that even was all the, real even the long shots you could tell looked like them in the car so i'm wondering if they were actually doing that stunt it why was, not i mean it wasn't really dangerous no, that's true. And then, and then the husband finally makes it up there and comes running out and starts shooting at them as they're as they're descending. Right. But they're already well below, and on top of this kind of rig that's holding the jeep is like this big metal roof. So they can't. They're it's going through the roof, but he can't see what he's shooting at. Right. And they finally make it all the way down, and he runs all the way back down. And this is where I commented: there's a ton of running in this episode. Yes. And these these henchmen are running like a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and it absolutely. looked good. But I, also, what I liked so far is that there's only been three henchmen. There's the the two guys that MacGyver knocked out. Yep. Which since they just been knocked out, they I, you know I hope that they know how to identify a concussion because Andrew got clocked really hard. Andrew got clocked really hard, and then and then Carl and Eric got clocked really yeah. hard. And all Andrew has to show is he's got this a, a pretty big band aid with a couple of blood stains coming through it, but yeah. he seems to be doing fine. So let's just let's just make the point that. All three of the villains have been knocked out cold in the past two, three hours. So by all rights, one, if not all of them, should have had some form of a concussion. And they should probably all go to the hospital. Be stumbling around, having like double vision, not being able to see, walking off the edge of the warehouse type of stuff. None of that happened. <laughs> but anyway, so realizing that their only way out is to go back into the same alleyway that they were trapped in earlier... Um, Mitch and the others arrive at the same exact time, so MacGyver backs up and goes back into the factory and out the other side, but but the only way he can get out the other side is by crashing directly through a window. Right. And so he blows through the window and out the other side of the warehouse. It was amazing. It was great. And this is the thing, though, because he, he, when they go back in, they go, they go back in through the same door they did initially, originally. Right. 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 Um, and but this time instead of going over the gap that big channel in the ground they went around it because the way at the end of the warehouse it doesn't continue all the way to the wall so they could drive over it right which they should have looked for in the beginning should have seen that in the first place but he didn't <laughs> whatever because he wanted to live for the he wanted to live for the thrill live and for the thrill <laughs> the thrill of it all um so he drives into a scrapyard and what he starts doing is so he and Elaine start having another conversation and while while the conversation's happening you know Elaine's really upset that she's being taken advantage of you know and MacGyver's like oh you're too good for her while this conversation's happening he's camouflaging you're too good for her what's that he's you're too good for him you're, he, she's too good for Andrew right is that what I said no I you think- said you're too good for her <laughs> Anyway, so while this conversation's happening, he's camouflaging the Jeep by just taking scraps from around the area and just, like, placing them over the Jeep. Which looked great. It like, looked he, fantastic. He was making the Jeep disappear. Yeah. Um, 
And so as this is happening, he's a, he's about ready to sort of like box Elaine in completely. But Elaine has this great line uh, ne- nearing this scene where she asks she asks him a question, and MacGyver, in true fashion, answers it as MacGyvery as possible. Are you ever wrong about anything? Never. Well, once, maybe twice. Once is all it takes to ruin your life. So, uh, are you always right about everything? No, yeah, yeah. No, I'll maybe no, maybe one. No, maybe not one, once or twice. He's been wrong. Like oh, yeah. I just, I just love that he's just like he's like, yeah. He's like, are you, uh, are you ever, are you ever wrong about anything? He's like, no. Well, maybe once. No, maybe twice. I just, he's just, I just love his his matter of fact attitude about. I know everything. It, Only takes once to ruin your life. It's great. So as that happens, he basically he puts like he just puts one last piece like in the the window of the jeep and blocks her in. Right, and, and you can't really tell she's there. there. You can't tell there's a jeep there. It was very well camouflaged, and so MacGyver starts to get ready to leave. He sees Eric sort of like wandering around, and he's like mm. searching for him on foot. So MacGyver takes his fishing rod. This was ridiculous. I know, and it was must have been a really heavy sinker. So he takes the fishing rod and he lobs he lobs the sinker off the lure, drills Eric in the back of the head once again. Knocking him unconscious, <laughs> completely boom down on the ground. And I, my note was that must have been a really heavy sinker. Like well, it was mu- like it was the size of like your thumb. It was probably yeah, just I don't about know, a couple that of ounces. About right. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, just like whips it, whoosh. Yeah, and just drills him, knocks him unconscious. I don't think there's any way he would have been unless he already had a concussion and his head was already sensitive. So how uh, <laughs> how accurate are you with a fishing rod lobbing a lure at say an object the size of a basketball from a hundred feet away? I can't even get a lure into the open ocean. <laughs> there you that's, go. That's how it's that's, MacGyver. That's how bad it is. Yeah. I mean, the precision on that shot was, I mean, it, it, it would have taken me a do- more than a dozen attempts to try to drill someone in the back of the head with a sinker that big. Yeah. And the, that, as far away as he was, it had to have been at least two or 300 yards. Yeah. Let's assume that Eric already had a concussion because he went down like a, like it was a just, glass he, doll. He, he just dropped. Um, so he goes to the boats on the outside of the factory and he finds this package of like signal flags yeah um and each each flag there are 26 of them each flag was representative of a letter in the alphabet so of course he pulls out the he pulls out four flags the h flag the e flag the l flag and the p flag and starts to uh do help from the beatles exactly he starts singing that song i don't know how it goes i can't remember need somebody there it is not just anybody no one heard him So they ended up dying. It was tragic. I know. That was it. (laughs) Cut to black. Um, So he has to figure out a way that he's going to get the words for somebody outside the factory to see them. So he takes the bag, right? The bag that the flags were in. Yeah. So he takes the bag and he uses it to hold the sail. And what he's doing is he's looking for something to float it with. So he's like, he's like, he opens, he opens one tank and there's no nothing in there. He opens the other tank and there's nothing there. It goes to the other one, and he it just starts blowing out he like like I'm guessing he helium. says helium. Did he ever? He say did he- say helium. Okay, he did I'm mention like, helium. Well, he's just gonna try different gases to see what works. Right. So he finds a tank full of helium. So what he does was because. Um, the helium needs surface tension to, or, or no, so the balloon, uh, the, the bag needs surface tension. The bag's made out of canvas, so it's porous to gas. Right. So he had to soak it with water to hold the gas in, which he does. 
right? Yeah. And he, so he soaks it in, and then he fills the bag with helium, mm-hmm. ties the bag off, then ties the four flags, and just slowly now, lets it float away. I, I agree all of that's possible. I just think that the bag and the flag, judging from the size of the bag, yes, the weight of that bag would be too heavy. I, yeah, I don't think it would flow. I mean, if yeah, sure, it it this whole idea would work. Yeah, but I think that bag and flag system is way too heavy. I would agree with that. Yeah. I felt that's what I felt, especially soaked in that water. It would have weighed that thing down. Yeah, um, and it would have leaked out. I, I like mean, the idea, and I liked that that it, that it, you know obviously it worked. I liked it, but yeah, I think. I think there was just a few a few minor flaws with mm-hmm. that plan. So as he's getting ready to release it, Carl comes by. Carl and MacGyver, he tries the same fishing lure trick, but it gets wrapped around the mast of the sailboat. No, that was on purpose. Was it on purpose? Yes. It felt like an accident that no. he wasn't. Oh, because I'm an idiot. No, because he he threw the fish <laughs> he threw the fishing rod on purpose and it got wrapped around like a mast oh and yeah. then he called carl, carl over and he's like hey hey i'm over here carl turns around and he yanks on the fishing rod and the and the line pulls the mast and clocks carl in the back of the head second concussion for carl. knocking him out <laughs> second that's now the two four fifth overall knockout that's the second one for Carl. So second one for five, Eric. Wait, that's is that five? That's five. Because oh two, my god, two yeah. for Carl, two for Eric, one for Andrew at the beginning. So five knockouts, <laughs> three people, three people, and five knockouts. <laughs> yeah. So the bags eventually get up into the air, and this other guy, Mitch, who's another con- ex-convict who showed up somewhere during the episode, but he was so nondescript that I forgot he was even there. So initially, when uh, Carl and Eric got stuck in the boat. They called, uh, what's his name? They called the husband. They called Andrew. That's right. And then Andrew sent Mitch for reinforcements. They called Andrew on the car phone. That's right. Yes. And uh, said, we lost them at the warehouse. This is where we are. So then Andrew called the reinforcements. It's taken a while to get there, but they started showing up. So this one guy notices um, the the balloon flying up in the air, and so he sort of takes off towards the the factory. And as this is happening, uh, two, two policemen... Are like across the street, getting, like across town. They're far away. It's a solid. I mean, you because you when they when they when when the camera goes behind the cop and you see the balloon, it's a long ways off. And so he's like, hey, "Give me your binoculars for a second. So he gets the binoculars and he throws them up and he he looks and he sees it and he goes, "Um, let's uh, let's go ahead and call that in. This looks like somebody's in, in need of some help over what there." What do you mean? How do you know it says help? And he he this cop says something. I don't know how many years he's like you know twenty years in the navy, mm-hmm. uh, on the naval uh, out in the oceans like. I know a few things. Yeah, well, which was a nice explanation, actually. Right. Instead yeah. of him being just like, "Oh, well, that clearly says help," it made a lot more sense that he was like, "Yeah, well, I spent twenty years on the sea with the Navy. Of course, yeah, I know." Of course, what that you have means. to read nautical flags. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was cool. So they they call in the reinforcements, and as this is happening, um, Andrew is searching for Elaine, and he hears her because Elaine starts going into active labor, yeah. and she's just like, "Oh, oh, like she's making." And again, I've been through birth in my life. I've seen it. Like, those are noises that women will make. Like, those are noises that people make. But they just sounded so overly <sighs> sexual. Oh, yeah, and, she's, and so Andrew hears it. Oh, oh. And, she's just like, and so Andrew jumps and he sees it and he pulls the thing off and he's getting ready to kill her. And well, then- they have this crazy exchange. So Andrew finds her. And he's holding a gun right at her face, and they like talk back and forth. And he's like, he just becomes a douche villain now. He's like, yeah, sorry, I have to do this. And she's like, no, 
no, you're not. Yeah. And she starts talking to him about how I loved you. I thought I'm such an idiot. I wish in that. Then he has like this stupid line. I hate this. He goes, you bleeding hearts, you're all the same. Like what? The, what? The, well, it's just the you're all the same. Like yeah. any that line by saying a villain, a villain saying that in a movie, in a TV show, anything is like you so and so's. You're all the same, right? I hate it. And so as this happening, we see a, a hand come out from under the jeep. Well, he's like, I'm going to shoot. <laughs> he was about to shoot her, and then he hear, I wouldn't do that. And then these, these hands come out from under the jeep yes. and and pull. Uh, Andrew Andrew down on the ground and he drops the gun and I call and it was MacGyver and I called MacGyver Wicked Witch of the Wests him yeah because he very and, easily could have just like knocked him out on the ground but no right. he drags him under the yes. jeep and beats him up <laughs> under the jeep big scuffle under the jeep I love that I remember I was like oh my god he literally pulls his whole body under the jeep well it was almost like in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where the guy gets stuck, caught in the rock crusher yes it's almost like yeah. he's like dragging him under the jeep and he's like trying to claw himself it away awesome. and he doesn't macgyver knocks him out so that's the third he gets knocked out again so now they've each got each of those three men have gotten knocked out twice yeah so six times between three men i mean it, it, yeah there there's definitely some brain brain damage <laughs> happening there um so macgyver knocks him out gets out from under the jeep as elaine's like uh this baby's on the way you need to get me we need to get to an ambulance now yeah like, yeah and it's amazing an ambulance there's Ambulance shows up, the police show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so everyone shows up, and Andrew and his men, of course, are arrested. I'm hoping that somebody at least checked them for concussions before, yeah, before I, they go to prison I again. I doubt it. So um, the paramedic was like, oh, the baby's here. It's, it's a do- you know, Elaine and her daughter. That's the funny are- thing. Like, okay, it's enough time for all the cops to get there and arrest all the baddies. And the ambulance is there, and Elaine had her baby. This baby must have been crowning before she got out of the Jeep. <laughs> I know. Like, seriously. Whoop. That was fast. Like, so they stayed. Yeah. So the paramedic's like, oh, uh, Elaine and her daughter are, are in there. And MacGyver's like, oh, she had a daughter? Yeah, and they want to, you know, Elaine wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So she gets in the van, and uh, she, he gets, uh, MacGyver gets in the ambulance, and he assures Elaine, like, you know, you're, you're both going to be okay. And she's like, well, maybe... <laughs> This line killed me. Uh, she's like, well, maybe I could, tr- you know, try it out for a week or two and, you know, make my decision. Then I'm like, that's that's not how that works. I, I think she already made her decision. She was kind of joking. But I, I would hope so. It comes back to her. Maybe I should give up this baby because I don't want this child, you know, to remind me of my dick husband. Yeah. Yeah. So Ugh. so ultimately she does. She decides that she's going to keep the baby and live her life with this child and like what i think is funny is that she's still wearing the same dress she's been wearing all day that her water broke in that she's been running around in yeah and that she just gave birth in yes and it's clean i will give them credit though that that child looked like it was not completely like a newborn but better than most tv shows show yeah. newborns most tv shows that show newborns they're like five month old babies well i think it was funny because so- like so there's nobody else in the ambulance it's just her Oh yeah, no, they left her. And so this is this is a sign of the times, though. This isn't really a nitpick; it's just an observation that there was fake wood paneling inside the ambulance. Yes, I noticed that. Like, I noticed it that was as soon as it was everywhere. In. Why was that ever a good idea? We should see if any of those still exist and buy one for us and just drive around. <laughs> the outside looked like new and sure. nice. The inside wood paneling, straight up wood paneling. So, so that's the end of the episode. He, she decides to keep the baby, and they share a laugh with each other. It was that was it. I, this this episode was so good. It really was. All of my issues were minor nitpicks that had nothing to do with the overall feel of the episode. Right. The whole thing was solid, beginning to end. 
I mean, oh yeah, a crazy, a crazy premise. Not really, but yes, but not really. But no. done very effectively and very well. Right. I loved it. Uh, I loved all of oh, it. Oh, it was so good. So, so my breakdown, and this is unprecedented. This might be my third one of the season. One mullet for the gas station attendant scene. Yeah. One mullet for Elaine overall as a character and a support for Mac. One mullet for the music. We didn't really touch on the music, but the music was phenomenal in this episode. Mm. It was so well done. One mullet. I give a mullet to the helium balloon MacGyverism just because I really <laughs> liked it. I liked it in the moment. Okay. And then one mullet for the well-utilized single location car chase scenes. That's a five mullet episode for me. That's amazing. I'm going five out of five again. I think this is my third one this season. Wow. This is in my right now. This is my one of my top ten. And I know we've only seen 35 episodes of the series so far, but this is easily in my top 10. Okay. So good. Like, I, I agree. I'm, I'm with you on all those things. Mine are slightly different. I, I didn't give it five, but... Uh, so, one mullet for the build-up and the story. So, I really liked the beginning of the, sh- the the episode when they're cutting between the gas station and the lane. Yes. Like that back and forth. I didn't understand how it would fit together, but then when it all came together, when she came running up to his Jeep, I'm like, that was perfect. Yes. That was it, great. It was, yes, I agree. So that got me going. I'm going to give it two mullets. What? For the indoor car chase. Okay. And, and driving a car into a boat. Yes. <laughs> this This was great. So the indoor car chase was on par with a boat chase for me. Oh, yeah. That was great. I love the Blues Brothers, so I, I love them driving through the, was, ma- the mall. Oh, yeah. That was reminiscent of it for me. You get two miles for that because it was badass. Okay. It's MacGyver time. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. And then I gave it, I, I know I don't do halves, but I had to do halves on this. That's fine. Go for it. I gave it a half a mullet for MacGyver almost having to deliver a baby because sure. he was right there. He was like, he was right there. Oh, absolutely. I give it another half a mullet for his hair. It wasn't as it wasn't like a prominent feature, but it stayed perfect all yeah. the way through. Yeah. And I'm going to give it another half a mullet for Mac willingly beating up his Jeep. Oh, he brought that thing through the ringer right. in this episode. Um so that that's 4.5 to me. Okay. Um I I I loved all the everything else. Um I I could see if this was a different situation, if there was some kind of relationship between him and Elaine, that would be five mullets. Yeah. But uh, it was pretty damn good. It was. It was. Oh, Convinced it was me otherwise. Such a such a beast of an episode, and it was. I was so happy watching it. I just smiled the whole time. Like, <laughs> I, I'm getting to a point with the show now where, like, I just want to watch the whole season now. Yeah. Like, I want to watch the rest of the season and just barrel through a whole buttload of reviews because... I'm 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 obsessing with watching. In fact, the next episode, uh, Kristen and I actually she watched it with me for the first time in the mm-hmm. whole series, and yeah. she she provided some wonderful commentary. When I watched them with Christy, she said she has insights that I missed. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was fun. But I just I want to keep going. Like these episodes are really pulling me in much more than they were at the beginning of the series. So mm-hmm. this was a classic. I would say put this right up here. Even like Silent World is another one of my tops right. right now and obviously i hope that i think that will change as the series goes on but but yeah great great episode loved it um you, you want to see what we got coming up next episode? oh i'm excited All what's right. happening next episode is season two episode 15 pirates an archaeologist is kidnapped by pirates and must help them find 60 million dollars in sunken treasure at the bottom of the sea and macgyver must attempt a rescue oh i we won't get too far, obviously, because we got the next episode to talk about it. But uh, but this episode, 
I wanted it to be better than it was, but we'll talk a little bit more about it. So I, I'm excited to, to kind of jump into that conversation with the next episode. So if you guys like what you heard, and you know, Greg and I really do enjoy doing this um, a lot. Um, hit us up on on Facebook, Champ and Klein, blow your mind. You can hit us up on Twitter, blow your mind fourteen. You can find us on Instagram, Champ and Klein. In fact, as we are recording this, I believe Greg may or may not be live streaming this. That's very possible. Uh, so that's that's fun. So but no one listening can do anything about it. That's exactly right. So Instagram's fun. We're having a good time with that. So find us there. Um, we we have a we have a fun uh, we have a fun time putting stuff up there. Um, you can email us. Let us. Blow your mind at gmail.com you can find us on our website we can we have archived all of our episodes on champacline.com so feel free to go ahead and find those there um but other than that that's going to wrap it for this week so for mullets and memories i am dave champa i'm greg klein have a fantastic week guys well and maybe it's